Hello, my geeselings. This is me talking with some very dramatic affect and shifting tones, or at least trying to do so to keep this exciting for you guys. Uh, I notice when I listen to podcasts that people who have dramatic voices are much easier to listen to. Even if they're saying boring things, if they're dynamic, it's, I don't know, it, it grabs the attention better. So I'm working on that. It's not natural. One of my friends just told me that I have the least affect of anybody he knows and that I'm very flat. And I know that I, I fall into that trap. So, well, it's not a trap. It's just my groove. Anyway, I just finished a 31-hour drive from Chicago to Palo Alto with my dog. I pretty much ate nothing but beef jerky, so I'm happy to be back to eating ice cream and the things that make life worth living for me. This episode is with... Ezekiel Quitnerstrom, who's one of my best friends. He is a physician doing his residency in internal medicine at the University of Iowa. And if you listen to episode eight, he was featured on that episode and we talked about sushi. And also, if you listen to that episode, you know that he is very good at talking about food because like me, he's super obsessed with it. But unlike me, he also seems to either do a lot of research into the things he eats or he just somehow absorbs a lot of information about it. And in this episode, he was the right guest to have. We talked about instant noodles and we ate instant noodles. He had two packs. I think I had four. And as we ate them, we talked about them. We also talked about some noodle adjacent topics or instant noodle adjacent topics like ramen, instant versus restaurant ramen, and my complete failure to follow directions. So for instance, in one of the instant noodle varieties I consumed, I failed to notice that it was not supposed to be a soup. You're just supposed to take the noodles out and then like coat them in this powder and sauce, but I instead did not strain the noodles and just added the sauce and the powder packet. So as you listen, my ratings might not reflect how the, the food is actually supposed to be eaten. Then we also talk about much less important things than instant noodles, such as internal medicine, medicine uh, the healthcare industry, how it may or may not abuse uh, residents. And maybe we even talk about the future of medicine. I don't know if we get into that. Anyway, I am looking forward to recording more and giving you better and better episodes. Zeke's audio isn't great. He didn't have a mic, but I bought him one. So next time we do an episode, it should be nice and crispy like mine. Okay, enjoy. I am very happy to have the recurring guest, Zeke Quitnerstrom, back again. Thanks for joining me for an instant noodle adventure. It's my pleasure. So I have only had instant noodles once in my life, and I didn't realize like how big of an industry they are. Like there, It seems like they're just, I don't know, thousands of varieties. But the only time I had instant ramen, I was a kid. And I had a fever 
and I had a bowl and I threw up. And because I had the bowl of instant noodles and threw up, I, it was just like always associated with me with sick with forever sickness. So tainted. I, yeah, so I just never had it again. But it's been on my radar for a while. So my dad has been he told me that he's just been like buying he's been researching and buying all sorts of different ramens to find out which are the best okay and i was like okay i'll hop onto that and he just gave me four packs were these his suggestions of things that he's found delicious or are these just mystery it's a four pack of mystery ramens for you to find out on your own well he said that actually the first one is his favorite but i picked it because it's the one that i'm least interested in what and what is it so I'll show you. So okay. for my first ramen, which is which should be like done brewing right now, it doesn't look good. It like really looks not like I want my ramen to look at a restaurant. But I should say these aren't. This one isn't ramen. I realize it's Oriental style instant noodles, green curry flavor, from this brand like Mama. Okay. Ever seen it? Heard of it? No, but Oriental green curry sounds delicious. Okay. Yeah. So, while let me, I here, let me get my little ramen thing because I have it out here. Yeah, um, yeah, please do. And I can show you the pack for mine as well. Yeah, that's exactly how I want this to go. You hear me pretty well, right? Yeah, I do. All right. So I'm gonna. Yeah. So here's my. I let's see. I can angle the camera down briefly. I mean, obviously, our audio listeners don't get to see this. They just get to hear us slurping and. Eating and stuff, but that's what my bowl looks like. Nice, I like the yeah, bowl. So, what have you got? So, I have um, it's a spicy sesame ramen. Pardon the barking. Spicy sesame sesame ramen from the brand Sun or Sun Noodle. Um, it's a little bit of a different ramen style. It's not. Um, I'd say it's like relatively instant, but not. Um, uh, prepared in the same way because it comes um actually frozen or it comes refrigerated um and you can freeze it um so the noodles are kind of like fresh quote unquote rather than like the dehydrated variety that you get in a lot of ramen packets um and then it comes with a sauce so it's it's like you, you heat the you heat water up to boiling and then cook the noodles rather than just like steeping them in boiling water but i mean some instant ramen varieties are like that too but anyway sun makes really good ramen noodles just like ramen noodles by themselves that stores often use in like the ramen bases that they make so when i saw this i was pretty interested in uh, All right, yeah, it. you're you're the perfect person to have on this podcast because I could count <laughs> on you being able to talk very in depth about ramen. Yeah, I've yeah. Heard, so mine came with a sauce packet too. It came with with like a dry thing and a sauce thing. So is that common in these these instant noodles? To have oh yeah, oh yeah. There's like the the flavor packet or like you know the canes with like the salt, the dehydrated flavors and stuff like that. And then like the, there's like a packet of like it's kind of like an oil. Um, a flavoring oil that and do you put um, that in after um or both at the same time yeah i mean i think it, it kind of just depends on the packet instructions but um my experience with it has been like it doesn't really matter but you know you just put in like you cook the noodles and you like put in the dried packet and then the sauce goes at the end can we start eating oh i didn't yeah. show you my bowl this is what it looks like hmm. did you put more water in than you were supposed to um, I think maybe like a little bit, like a, a quarter 
cup more. But this bowl is kind of just wide and flat, and the portions okay. of water is that like looks one and a half like ramen. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously, it doesn't have all of the toppings that you would get at a restaurant, but like those look like ramen noodles to me. Mm-hmm. They are. I overcooked them a bit, but they are ramen mine are, noodles, are, are really stringy, and they're kind of like. They kind of just like fall apart almost. Um, well, that's like the traditional ramen is the traditional ramen is like a noodle. I mean, it, it's it's a ramen noodle. That's kind of like what makes the the core, the heart of a traditional ramen. And then you know various kinds of broths you can make with it. But like in essence, for it to be real ramen, it's got to be made with ramen noodles. And I think the term ramen or like instant ramen has been like co opted a little bit by the instant noodle like world Big so people inter- yeah exactly <laughs> well i think it's more of like a colloquial thing like people refer to instant noodles as instant ramen or use the terms interchangeably when you know i think like you could strictly be more technical about like calling them instant noodles versus like actual ramen but you know it doesn't really matter i don't think unless you're a purist this isn't bad at all so i'm not mm-hmm. used on spice and it's pretty spicy but not well i have it i've only been eating the noodles so far but I'm getting like a very jalapeno-ish taste. And so the noodles are really light. And I like a noodle with like more of a chew or a bite or a body, I guess. Like more of an al dente sort of feel. And these are just airy. Uh, but I haven't really gotten to the broth yet because it's super hot. But I am I am liking this flavor. Yeah, I'm enjoying mine as well. I think, I mean, I think I overcooked these noodles a little bit. But like they're springy, they're like thicker, kind of firm. Um, definitely, I mean, true ramen noodles for sure. And then the broth is really good. It's a spicy sesame broth. It's like kind of on the thicker side. Um, but I'm really feeling a burn on the back of my tongue, and it's it's delicious. Yeah, I like this a lot. So I didn't know that you had to worry about overcooking instant noodles. I thought it was like pretty foolproof if you just follow. You just put boiling water in there. Oh, I mean, it's like anything else, right? I mean, you just got to follow the packet instructions. For these, since it's like you bring the water to a boil and then cook them in boiling water for a set amount of time, I think the various packets of these I've seen, it goes from like anywhere from like a minute and 15 or 30 seconds to two minutes and 30 seconds. Here, I mean, they're just like any other food you like or noodle. You're in danger of being able to overcook them. So where did you find this one? That- um. I first saw like in a in an Asian grocery store somewhere in like a refrigerated section, like some variety of this, um, and then like looked on the internet and was able to find them. They sell them, but you can't buy more than eight um, like packets or eight like items basically from their website at a time. So if you want to buy more than eight, you have to purchase it in like multiple iterations. Oh, because interesting. Because the supply is limited, I think, and they don't just like want people buying them up for, I guess they just want to share the love. And that's why you have three packages? Um, no, no, no. I mean, I got I got a full eight when I saw that I could because they look no, like, no, I'm saying, amazing. You told me before we started that you have, I have four packs of ramen, you have three. And you told me that oh, yeah. you had three that were all like semi-frozen. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if because you could only buy eight of this variety, you bought like three eight packs of different varieties. Mm, no, no, no. So like this one, if you look at the box, 
it comes with two um, noodle packets and two um, sauce packets. Uh -huh. So this is like one unit. So you can only buy in a single like purchase from their website up to eight of these. Um, but they have a few different varieties of flavors. So I just got eight like and mix and match their various flavors and then just got some of their like frozen or like refrigerated fresh ramen noodles on their own without the spice. Just like add to other things. Okay. So this is mama green curry flavor oriental style instant noodles and mm -hmm. i'm gonna say that this is not a flavor that i would never eat these again because this this is just not the flavor that i like i don't like yeah. super spicy but i think and as objective as one can be about something like this i think this is really good i'm guessing it's really cheap uh but this is the broth isn't just like water it's like up real broth and maybe if i did the noodles differently maybe the noodles would be better but i'm very mm -hmm. impressed by this it's just too spicy for me the cup noodle industry or instant noodle industry is pretty phenomenal honestly technological yeah. leaps and bounds so again i don't like this but i'm still i still think it's good pretty good so i'm, I'm gonna give it a 79 out of 100 I always wondered, you know, I've seen you rate those, these like food items on your Instagram. Uh -huh. And I wonder like what you're, do you have an objective measure that you're using for these or is it just like, no, a it's, it's very subjective. So the 25 is just bad. Mm -hmm. 50 is would I rather eat saltines basically. 75 is good. And so ice cream is all super good so it's pretty rare i only i don't give ice creams below 75 very often but i also try to take into account what the thing is so obviously mm -hmm. maybe it's not obvious to some people but no mustard is ever going to be as good as ice cream so i can't rate i can't compare them so i try to have like a mustard scale and an ice cream scale and i just think do i like this mustard is it good then i give it a 75 could i finish it no then it's got to be bad so that's that's sort of how i do it so there's a little bit of structure but it's not perfect i guess the real question is how much do you like saltines not very much i feel like they're like this super average food i've worn a t-shirt or a tank top for like every podcast so far so i decided all right i'm gonna spruce it up with a polo but now i'm already like getting ramen juice all over it so when we oh yeah dude ramen when we <laughs> do our more next, messy things to eat <laughs> when we do our next bowl i'm gonna cut this out i'm gonna change shirts so tell me though how you evaluate yours <clears throat> like if using my scale your scale being 50 is would i rather eat saltines the answer yeah. being yes well or like if, if, like i could yeah. eat saltines basically instead. do you think it's good if, if it's good it gets a 75 if it's really good i'd probably say like in the 80s if it's phenomenal in the 90s but would you buy that again yes okay so that means it's pretty good for sure i would give this like a 90 to 93 oh really so that's very now are you rating that when you say that's a 90 to a 93 for me that's like that's some really good stuff. Are you yes. comparing it to restaurant ramen or is it, or is mm -mm. Uh, instant ramen its own category? 
Instant ramen is its own category. <clears throat> However, I will say that this is better than some restaurant quality ramen. Restaurant ramen that I've had, not restaurant quality. I think like it can be hard to find good ramen as a baseline. Like not many restaurants make it well, unless you're going to. I don't know some place that cares about its craft and knows it. Um, so, I would choose to eat this over some rest ramens I've had in restaurants before. But I would say I'm not comparing it to restaurant quality ramen. Okay. What is the best bowl of ramen that you recall ever having? <clears throat> um, probably. Ramen Tetsu in Austin, the first one of the probably like first or second time I went with you, I would yeah. guess. So that to me is my when I think of the best food that I've ever had. One okay, so first I think of Charlie Trotters, which was like I think a three Michelin star restaurant in Chicago that I got to go to for free as a high school student once. Uh, okay, because I did well on the SATs or something, and then once because the girls soccer team had won the city championship, but they scheduled their free visit uh, for a day. They had a game. So the boys soccer team got to go, but we had like a full meal. So that's obviously like the best food uh, that I've had. But as far as like my death row meal, like the most nostalgic or like tastiest food, like one meal. I mean, I, I ate ramen Tatsuya every day for months in a row that dish is like the best. So I'll let you describe it now that I've given it its preface. Um, it's a skemen style ramen, uh, which is with, uh, like a dipping broth. So the, the broth, instead of being, um, like the ramen noodles being served in the broth, it's like a more concentrated, more reduced, thicker, richer pork based, um, like sauce dipping sauce basically the noodles are served cold um and the sauce is served hot and i mean traditionally you're supposed to just <laughs> dip the noodles in the sauce um what we did <laughs> when we would get skemen at um at ramen tatsu in austin was like barbarians would mix the broth <laughs> into the noodles as if it were just a regular bowl of, of ramen um which is like amazingly delicious it's a little barbaric if you think about how like truly rich the broth is that to just like drink it like that i mean it's like a dipping sauce yeah. so yeah yes yeah, so, but really yeah good. so and, good so i when i get it i would so one the ramen comes with nori lime pork belly and half an egg and so that's in a separate bowl with these really like especially thick ramen noodles and when when I get it, one, I go with like two or three whole extra eggs because ramen tatsuya has the best bar none ramen eggs I've ever had. Like super sweet orange yolk. Well, not super sweet, but sweet, porky. Uh, yeah, I would say sweet. Yeah, yeah, like super orange yolk. Then sometimes go for double pork. But then they also have like these bombs a lot of ramen places have bombs where it's like a some hunk of something that you put in to flavor the broth and the ideal bomb for me there's the corn bomb which is like sweet butter mm -hmm. and corn yeah but then the secret <laughs> ingredient is getting two orders of what they call their sweet and sour yodas which 
obviously you know all of this, but it's like fry pan fried Brussels sprouts with this like apricot curry vinegar, and somehow they just go perfectly with that ramen. And I, and I've thought about how many calories this bowl is because it's just so massive, and it's probably like twenty five hundred to three thousand calories when it's fully loaded. Dude, I would say at least. And then I'll, oh, and then I'll also put in parmesan and uh, garlic. So yeah, that's yeah. the king of the ramen for me. Absolutely, no questions asked. It's the best. Yeah, my only disappointment has like is that it. I felt like ramen tatsuya had a heyday, like when you and I first started eating it for the period of time when like I would return to Austin, we would just like go get these bowls. It was like incredibly delicious, but I do feel like the quality deteriorated over time and like it was still delicious but every time i went back i like lost a little bit of that like nostalgia that i we experienced probably some of that in some of those earlier times no i think you're right because they expanded a lot more to more locations yeah they opened like another two locations and then like two other separate restaurants that weren't like ramen joints but anyway that like ramen tiki bar but okay, yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna pause this recording, and then we can go start our next bowls. Grab it. But all right, we are. We have our second bowls now. After that brief break, Zeke's are still on the water, but mine are cooking. I have changed out of my polo. For some more ramen appropriate attire, my gym clothing. And I have my second bowl, which is again the same mama brand I'm realizing now, though I, I do prefer to in these mukbang videos not not consume multiples of the same brand just to keep things interesting. But this one is shrimp creamy tom yum flavor. Ooh. So, so. Here's this. And I'm definitely much more into this flavor because hopefully it's not super spicy. So what is your next one? Um, So I'm also going with the same brand, fortunately or unfortunately. It's almost indistinguishable, this packaging. So it's another sun noodle. And this is a a miso variety. So all of my my ramens are sun um, today, if I can manage to eat three. But yeah, so this is a spicy, a spicy miso, whereas the other was a, a sesame, uh, a sesame based ramen. So, so their noodles are really good. Oh yeah, they're. Really I think good. I've, I think I've heard that rest, restaurants carry. Yes. I mean, you might have also just told me that, but yeah. restaurants carry their noodles, right? Yeah, there's a restaurant here in Iowa City called Pullman. It's like neo American style yeah, food. You mentioned it. Yeah, and so they do this like you know new bowl of ramen every week that they like have friday nights for dinner starting at five and they have like pretty good soup bases but i mean i've just been very disappointed in the quality of their noodles and like i usually i go and i sit at the bar and like every time i wanted to just say something to them because the chefs are right out there cooking and i was i just always want to be like have you considered using real ramen noodles? Because, you know, they're serving you these dishes that they're calling ramen. And in essence, it's just like some sort of noodle soup because the noodles are not ramen noodles. And like the broth's oh, good, but it's just the noodles are... My water's boiled, so I'm going to transfer, but... Okay, that sounds good. Sorry if you hear this, Pullman. I, I do like your food, but... Well, no, they need to know. I mean... 
Yeah. We're not doing them Pullman any favors by letting them continue with these subpar noodles. I would say that's true if ramen was like, rather than just a joyful experiment for the chefs, it was like actually a, a real staple of their menu, but I don't really think it is and it won't affect their business in any way if they stop. What sort of food are they? It's like Neo-American style. So it's like, uh, they'll have like, they have fried chicken, you know, fusion. Oh, you were telling me they have the best fried chicken sandwich you've ever had. Yes, it's one of them for sure. It's really what makes this fried chicken sandwich so Oh good. man. The it's like extremely juicy, well flavored, um like I mean the meat's good. I think a lot of it is like the like accompaniments. So like the pickles are just like excellent. Like sweet, a little tart, like really crunchy. Ooh, that sounds know, nice. It just it's just everything about the way it's put together is really good. Um yeah, it's it's awesome. I can tell your mouth is watering. It is, yeah. It's it's so good. I've had it twice. They have three different varieties. There's a classic. <clears throat> there's a classic that's like tossed in some uh, Louisiana buffalo sauce, they call it. And then they have like a spicy variety, which incorporates some um, kind of like Szechuan flavors with like peppercorn, Szechuan peppercorn. And um, I don't remember what like all the other flavors were, but <clears throat> I've had the Szechuan, like spicy Szechuan one. And the uh, the classic, but tossed in the Louisiana buffalo sauce with provolone and delicious. I went there three days in a row last week. Like I was getting off work and just like going there. Like I kept having the same waitress, and like I think that she thought that I was like interested in her, maybe because I would just keep showing up and sit. They'd seat me at the bar because I was just by myself, and it would be the same waitress over and over again. So like the third time I went, I was like, man, I really hope it's not her again. And of course, it was. You're already Iowa's most wanted man. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> what can I say? What did you get the three days in a row? Yeah, the first, uh, the Friday night I got the ramen because I just like, I feel the need to try it every weekend, even if it's not, it's just like a fun thing to do and, and like interesting to mix it up. And then um, the next day I just got the chicken sandwich. That was actually, it was the, that waitress that recommended to, to me, to, I was like, I'm having trouble deciding. And she's like, the best version of the chicken sandwich is the Louisiana buffalo sauce with provolone cheese instead of American. I was like, I have no reason not to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then so, do you, okay. yeah, go on. No, I'm going to get you, my bowl. You, all right, but you can continue. Oh, I was just going to say that um, <laughs> I, I thought like she was, Basically, I thought she was being nice because at some point she was like, did you want a side of fries with that? As if like fries were either free or she was going to give them to me for free. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'd like a side of fries. And then she brought them to me. But then like I realized later that I just got charged for them. And I was like, yeah, that was a, <laughs> that was a bummer. <laughs> Maybe not the most wanted man in Iowa just yet. At least well, the first her. time I went, I the, the, the woman that was running the bar like gave me a, a – card with a free appetizer on it so i was like maybe this is just what they do here for like poor single looking people no <laughs> <laughs> all right you've got your ramen now but it's like no i don't have my ramen I, i'm it, it'll be i should get up it'll be ready in just a second stevie what do you have yeah, all right so this bowl i've run into an unexpected problem what is well, that it's, it's not su it's not super problematic but the noodles were all fractured in the package so these noodles are all like a quarter inch long so it's very <laughs> much 
And so it's very much different from so you're eating what I was anticipating. Food. No, I'm, I'm still using my fork. But this one is worse than the other one, but I enjoy it more. Because the flavor because is something more to your taste? Because it's less spicy. Well, just because oh. it's less spicy. What would you give the other one out of a spice, a level of spice, 10 level spice? I probably don't know what 10 is because I have such little spice. Got it. it. It was like a bowl of pho with like five jalapenos in there just left in. One of my favorite noodle varieties is called um, Samyang. Um, it's a Korean noodle brand and they make a like a spicy bulldog chicken flavor and then a 2x spicy uh, bulldog flavor. And it's like... What's bulldog? I, um, I think it's a kind of like spiced chicken, but I'm actually not sure. It might mean chicken in Korean, if I'm being honest with you. That's my suspicion. But here, let me look it up while I'm microwaving or while I'm boiling these noodles. But anyway, it's like the 2x spicy, I think maybe now they have a, a 3x, is probably like one of the spicier like instant noodles that exists. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. that sounds terrible to me. So bull means fire and dock means chicken. So it's fire chicken in Korean. But yeah, I I want to get you to eat, a, eat, a, eat try this at some point because it would just like blow your fucking mind. Oh, excuse but, me. You can swear. I don't have a potty mouth though, so I'm not going to. Yeah. But that... When you say try this, you're referring to the sun instant The Samyang, yeah. Look, like, I mean, the one that you have right now, or you're talking about the bulk. No, no, the other, the, the spicy uh, Korean style ramen that I was okay. just talking about. Okay. Well, I'm going to give this one a 76 because, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm just going to go with straight 75 because it is, this is kind of what I would expect quality wise from instant noodles which i have negligible experience with as we've already talked about but it does have a flavor that i don't think i've ever encountered before which is i don't know that's why i i can't really say what it is maybe it well, I mean, has describe it. well maybe it is what tom yum is but it does kind of have like a hot and sort of sweet slash acidic element to it I think yeah. it's kind of like a little acid flavor. But I think Tom Yum is that. That is like almost exactly the flavor of Tom Yum or the intention of the flavor of it. Okay, well, I'm, they don't say I've got the most sophisticated palate in this apartment for no reason. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, I got so, my bowl. Nice. It's a little less creamy. Well, mine had no cream to speak of, so you still got the creamiest bowl in this podcast. Yeah, yours look way better than mine. Yeah, so Tom Yum is a hot and sour soup, by the way. I, I know we just talked about that, but I just wanted to reiterate that that was okay. well never picked up. <clears throat> oh, good. I like the way you seem to be whisking those noodles around like like you've been here before. I have been here before. I don't know why. I, I, ramen is such a good food item. 
instant noodles too. Really, it's like who could dislike the combination of something as delicious as uh, noodles of almost any variety and as delicious and heartwarming as like a good soup base. I don't anticipate myself doing this much more. Like when you I say mean, this, what do you mean? Like eating instant like noodles? Preparing instant noodles on my own. Well, that might be a little hasty, <laughs> but I do tend to eat like the exact. So for the past year and a half or two years, I've had the same meal every day when I'm not at a restaurant, which is just which is? turkey with mustard or seasoning or something on it. <laughs> and then candy or ice cream or whatever else I'm having. And mm-hmm. I prefer that to eating real food unless I'm going to a restaurant. Yeah. So you were telling me, we were on the phone the other day, one of the many times we tried to plan this podcast, and you were telling me about some specific type of ramen that I'd never heard of that involved blending two types of broth. Do you remember what, what that was? What that was? It was like a Korean broth. You were going to go to some store. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, what is it called? It's, it's like viral because of the movie Parasite. Um, it's a combination of um, like uh, Neoguri ramen, which is, I think, like a shrimp-based Korean-style instant ramen, and then Jop, Jopageti or Jopjeti or something. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, so I'm sorry for butchering that. But it's like my understanding is like a fermented black bean, um, like, based ramen. Never um, heard of that. Um, Chopageti is like, I think how it's pronounced. Um, and I think they call it Ramdong. Um, but like it was, it was popularized. I think it's like, I mean, it's like a classic Korean like combination is my understanding, but then popularized in the movie Parasite probably to Western audiences. So it became like a viral YouTube thing. And like, it's like, there's a combination. It's like a combination of like interesting flavors, but then also like accompanied by a red meat. Like, and I think in the movie, it was like ribeye or something like that. The idea being, it's like this clash of, of cultures. So like wealthy meets poor because meat is like, you know, I think especially traditionally is like a rarity and like an item, you know, a, a, a wealthy food item for like the upper class society in Korea. So like the combination of like expensive meat and like, you know, instant ramen is, was indicative or emblematic of the, the like clash of, uh, you know, class culture, um, strife in the movie. It's fascinating because to me that this ramen even exists just because from my experience at restaurants that serve ramen, there's basically tonkatsu, shoyu, miso, daishi, or dashi. But that's all I ever see. And but that's real ramen. You so understand, I'm, like, these are instant noodles. You were calling them ramen, but they're not ramen. They're instant noodles, like and soups like or like instant noodle flavors like so there there isn't style ramen is so there isn't they wouldn't make this at a japanese restaurant and it's not i mean it's totally it's totally south korean it's it's not it's not a ramen it's not japanese so like ramen distinctly ramen is like a 
I mean, I'm not a historian actually, and so I don't want to make this claim, but like at least the ramen styles that you're talking about are like distinctly Japanese, like shoyu miso, you know, tonkatsu style ramen, like this pork broth. I mean, they may exist in other like iterations, and these may be like culturally inherited from like Chinese, you know, culture as well. Like a lot of Japanese things are, but sorry, the dogs are freaking out. But yeah, I this is that's like the different that's kind of like what i was mentioning before the distinction between something that's like technically ramen versus like the co-opting of the term like ramen or instant ramen for like just referring to any instant noodle style okay and back to what you're eating right now could you tell me what it is again and how it is yeah this is uh the sun noodle um miso style um instant ramen where i I mean i guess it's not super instant but I mean, it's not cup noodle. Um, so ramen noodles, like, you know, fresh ramen noodles that are like frozen or chilled and then the miso base. Um, I think I, I did a better job of cooking the noodles this time. So they're like much springier and firmer, very delicious. Um, the broth is light. Um, it's got a miso flavor. So like that kind of like fermented and umami notes. Um, yeah, How does it good. compare to the first one? Um, man, I would say that like the taste profile of this is better, but it's like, it just feels a little less hearty. And so if you were making this by yourself and not being forced to eat three bowls at Mm -hmm. essentially gunpoint, which is what I've done to you, Mm -hmm. would you be like cooking steak or pork belly or chopping up some vegetables and putting it in? Or do you, you just do the noodles solo? Um, if I do these like instant style noodles, what I like to do is I don't usually like, I've been trying to eat less meat. So I I, like won't do meat. Um, I'll take an egg, like a raw egg and a little bit of kewpie mayonnaise, maybe like half a tablespoon. And then I'll put those together in the bowl, mix it. And, um, then like mix that with the soup base. Oh, so that makes it creamier. Yeah, so it's like, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's just like extra oil and fat. Got it. And so you gave the other one a 93. And then maybe some garlic. I said 90 to 92 or 93, yeah. Well, you got to say this is, I would give this, okay. I'd give that one an, an, uh, I'd give it a 90. And I'm going to give this a 92, a 90 as well, or a 91. I think it's a tiny bit better. And how would this compare, though, to a restaurant ramen you said it's better than some but like not not better than most i think the noodles totally on par like very good um the broth i wouldn't be mad if i served this at a rest if i was served this in a restaurant and paid like seven or eight dollars for it um if it had extra stuff in it but i mean my experience with good ramen at restaurants honestly is limited though like I've made ramen at home, like traditional ramen. I've had like uh, ramen tetsuya. I think that's definitely better. Um, but that was pretty good, man. All right. And you, do you read about, like, why do you know so much more about ramen than I do? Where did you learn all these things? Do you follow Ramen Lord on Instagram? Mm-hmm. And he's just like a figure who is constantly 
making new ramens and writing posts about ramen and is that his shtick? I mean, so I, I don't, I don't, I'm not using Instagram these days, but I mean, when I was using it, I did follow him. He has a presence on Reddit. I'm not sure how active it is. Um, In like the but, ramen corners of Reddit? Yeah, exactly. He, I mean, cause he and his brother produced this like free PDF book. That's like their guide to ramen that has a lot of like the history of ramen, the various styles of ramen, how to make ramen noodles, like the, you know, the whys, the hows, stuff like that. Um, and he just like released it to the community for free as a PDF. And he's like a very beloved figure. Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, his Instagram present is, pre- you know, platform isn't like educational as much as it is just like what he's up to. It's not instructional, I guess is what I should say. Um, uh, it is educational, but it could have changed. I don't know. All right. Time for my bowl number three. Zeke is pooping out for at least one bowl, which is okay. <clears throat> so this brand is Indomie. I-N-D-O-M-I-E. Instant noodles. Migoreng is the type. M-I-G-O-R-E-N-G. And they are fried noodles. They are stir-fry noodles. They're like 10 different things explaining what this is on the package. They are also nui saute and tallarines fritos. And it contains sachets of seasoning power powder. seasoning oil sweet soy sauce chili sauce and fried shallot so that actually sounds good as i was uh, i didn't read any of this before i put it in the bowl and it must be the sweet soy sauce but it like came out and was really gooey and i was like am i putting motor oil from vietnam into this bowl but apparently apparently not indonesia Uh, i think yeah indonesia so have have you been cooking much or doing anything like that lately? No. Just because, so you're your first first year of residency for what's called internal medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And internal medicine, the way I think of it, correct me if I'm wrong, is like pediatricians for old people or regular people. <laughs> yes, that, a very odd way to think about it. But I mean, odd in that, an odd way to describe it, but yeah, we're adult medicine doctors. Okay. But so, so you finished medical school where you don't specialize, right? Unless you're doing some sort of research on something, you're not really specializing. I mean, you have a, you have like a target of what you're interested in. And like by third and fourth year, you kind of, that's, that solidifies and fourth year you will do, um, yeah, like so, you, like you say, you can target research to your specific area of interest to help you become more competitive to match into residency in that field, and then you do what we call like sub eyes and elective rotations, where like you basically do extra time like rotating through the like a particular service and particular specialty, and like sometimes that means like going to other hospitals, like other med schools, or like medical centers to do like say orthopedic surgery for a month like okay and then of all of the things in medicine why when you could be like sticking your fingers into people's brains uh Mm -hmm. 
investigating crazy diseases. Why do you choose general medicine or internal medicine? I mean, general internal medicine is like, so you can do hospital medicine or primary care uh, or like a combination of the two. Um, but it's also like a gateway to other like med specialties that are like past internal medicine. So cardiology, infectious disease, when you mention crazy diseases, gastroenterology, um, rheumatology, I don't know if I said that already, um, allergy and immunology, nephrology, kidney doctors, pulmonology, you know, critical care. So like ICU medicine, so like that. So I, medicine, it doesn't necessarily stop it. Like the three years of internal medicine training, a lot of people go on to pursue fellowships and like more specialized areas to do stuff like that. Okay, but I mean, ultimately so it comes how, down to interest in training time. So how many years of residency do you do? So general internal medicine is three years. And then um, there are fellowship, various fellowships as offshoots of that. And they, they can range from um, like two to four years, something like that. I mean, it really depends. Like, uh, a nephrology fellowship is two years, so like to become a kidney doctor. Um, a GI fellowship is three years. Um, so if you wanted, in the residency though, you don't specialize. No. So right now, you are just doing whatever. A like, so what do you do on a daily basis? I mean, it depends. Like, we do rotations. Like everyone does rotations. Like you know, it doesn't matter what's what um, residency like subspecial or your specialty is but like so i just got off of a two-week nephrology consult rotation so i was with the nephrology consult service which included attendings and fellows like people doing their nephrology specialty training um, and we just like saw hospital patients that had like kidney problems that other doctors like didn't know how to deal with or needed help dealing with if you're on general medicine wards they call it or like just basically practicing hospital medicine you are like the primary like doctor and coordinator of care for patients with like a bunch of medical issues in the hospital that like need to be admitted because they're sick. All right. I'm going to take a break for a second to reflect on this ramen, which is, yeah. well, it's not a ramen. It's an instant noodle and does not anywhere <laughs> on the package purport to be a ramen. But this is definitely the best one I've had so far. Oh, I wow. like this one. I like this one a lot. I like it particularly because the noodles are probably undercooked and they're very chew uh, chewy. Okay. But also, it has a really oniony flavor, and I love onions so much. And then also, it is the least spicy of them all. So that's, you, that's what I'm feeling. Are you, are you cooking these noodles to the package instructions, or are you just like pouring in hot water? I am basically following the instructions let's see if i followed these instructions boil noodles and nope didn't didn't follow that instruction no. <laughs> no i did not follow the instructions for that one put the noodles and condiments in the bowl okay i did follow one i have followed two out of three instructions this is the only one where i didn't follow the instructions but this one's the best and what were the instructions <laughs> They were to boil the noodles in briskly boiling water for three minutes. Okay. Then cover them for three minutes. 
No, nope, that's not what it said. Then I'm supposed to mix the seasoning sachets. Maybe they're sachets. Maybe it's not supposed to be French pronunciation. On a plate while the noodles are being cooked. Remove the noodles from the water and drain them. And then add noodles to the seasonings. So I did not do that at all. But these are these are good. I'm content with. I think Will my instructions are better. Process? <laughs> yeah, I just put the noodles in the bowl and then put the sauce and powder on the noodles and then poured the water in. So you made a soup. Yeah. Oh okay. wow! Oh, you're right. I wasn't supposed to do that at all. I totally skipped that. I'm supposed to drain the noodles. Oh, <laughs> that's very funny. That's very funny. But yeah, I'm happy with this as a soup. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I'm not too bright. <laughs> I mean, I think you just have minimal experience with instant noodles. And for the sake of convenience, you may have done it this way anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> but then you, what I can see from you eating them is the noodles aren't really that coated. So they would be like coated in No, the they're sauce. not coated. Yeah. So here's my soup that wasn't meant to be a soup. Yeah. My mom <laughs> tells a story where her uncle made her craft macro- macaroni and cheese once, or her brother. And he'd never made it before and didn't cook anything. And he just did drain the water. So it's just macaroni and cheese noodle soup. <laughs> it sounds like it could be it. <laughs> I mean, this one wasn't even meant to be a soup, and it's my favorite of them all. Yeah, I wonder if you would have liked it more or less if it was just like saucy noodles. I think it would have been even better, to be honest. Yeah, I think so Because this flavor is now, I'm realizing, quite watery and mild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah look. but i still dig it <laughs> just read the instructions on the next packet you're gonna eat before you cook it i like to live dangerously sometimes yeah <laughs> okay so back to the rotations so what's mm-hmm. an average day look like for you on ro- on a rotation like what was today like or whatever you were doing. Yeah, well, right now I'm in continuity clinic, continuity care clinic for my Y week, which is like an outpatient week. So rather than being in the hospital, I just like, it's like people showing up for regular doctor's appointments. So that's what I do. It's like, if you're an adult and you like had a doctor's appointment, you would show up and like, I would take care of you. So like, that's someone super came in and they were like, uh, they were like, I was discharged from the hospital and I'm following up. Or like, someone came in and was like, I'm having swelling on the right side of my face. <laughs> I say that's super unexciting, but at the same time, my days consist in like sitting down and reading books that dead people wrote and sometimes living people. But so I think yours objectively has much more action than mine. I mean, yeah, it, it just depends on like what you like. I'm not a huge fan of clinic. Um, I think it's difficult. It makes me feel stupid too, because like, it's like any problem anyone could ever have in medicine. That's like not bad enough to require hospitalization. They can show up in your clinic and be like, I have this thing that's bothering me. Like, tell me what to do in 10 minutes. Like while I'm telling you, you should know what it is, like have diagnosed me or like be able to diagnose me and then like give me some, you know, offer me some sort of treatment. (laughs) I see. All right. I had a woman in clinic come in today and be like, 
I basically, she's like, I think I have bronchitis, which is a viral illness, a, a viral upper respiratory tract illness. And like, you don't treat that with antibiotics. And she had all the symptoms of viral bronchitis. And I was like, cool. We both agree. This is what you have. You don't need antibiotics. And then she like broke down in tears. She's like, I always get antibiotics for this. Like I need antibiotics to help myself feel better. And I'm just like, it's me, like, you know, I'm talking to some like 60 year old woman who's like trying to convince me, like who's half her age to be like, give her what she wants when it's not medically appropriate. And she's just pressuring me into it with tears. And like, that sounds know, really what do you do in these situations? Yeah. It also, yeah. I imagine, you can tell me if I'm totally wrong, but I feel like a lot of things, this not being one of them, but if you are sick and like you have a fever and you're throwing up a little bit and you have a runny nose, everybody pretty much knows how to deal with it, with that. You just kind of like rest and drink a lot of water and relax. <laughs> and so everybody's coming to you with like these really basic problems that like they should be able to solve by themselves, but you're kind of obligated to just tell them and they want, they're like expecting some magic from you. Right. And then I have to like document this entire encounter where they like showed up and they're like, I want this thing. And I'm like, no, no. or like, I can't help you. And then I have to just like write a note about it so they can get like their insurance can get billed. It's just, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous at times. And is that, well, so what part of what you've just described to me, maybe it's the part about the insurance, but you've told me and other, I mean, it's, I think common knowledge among at least among physicians and people who know physicians that especially as residents the hospital system and the healthcare system in general is really kind of just using them as grunt labor and yeah taking advantage of them in ways so like how does that come out today or what, why does it feel that way um i guess for one they're paying I mean, less I than a regular doctor yeah, you know, I think primarily, like, in continuity clinic, it's primarily, like, and I mean, just in the hospital, too, a little bit, is, like, we if we were primary care physicians, we would be doing, like, on our own what we're doing in clinic now. But, yes, we're getting paid, like, a, you know, we're salaried, we're, we're not getting paid, like, nearly as much as the attendings are getting paid. And then the burden of, like, documentation falls on us like seeing the patients fall on us so we're like we, they, we have a visit like attending physician oversight or like more trained physician oversight but like they're not writing notes they're just reading over our notes and saying i agree or disagree or talking about the plan with us so a lot of the burden of like the encounter like actually talking to the patient up front is like offloaded onto us i mean that's part of training so that makes sense but like i think you know, primarily it comes down to pay and like burden of documentation and like hours needing to be worked. Cause like we do all the coordination of care and stuff, you know, and they just kind of like oversee us and get a lot of money. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense to me. All right. I am going to go prepare my final bowl. So, okay. Before you tell us about what you have, Wait, 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 wait. So I have my next ramen, which is Nissin brand, N-I-S-S-I-N. Oh, do you know that? Nice. Yeah. You know um, yes. What do you know of it? What can you tell me about it? I mean, I just recognize the brand. I don't have any okay. specific, like, first-hand knowledge. <laughs> and this one is finally actually ramen. It is yeah. 
black garlic oil tonkatsu flavor. So I oh, have nice. very high hopes for this one, even though I am again, <clears throat> this time willingly not following the instructions. These absolute animals expected me to boil the noodles. No, what did they expect me to do? They expected the me to add minutes. the noodles into 500 milliliters of boiling water and cook for three minutes. I was not going to do that. Then oh, so that was to... going to be a soup. This one is supposed to be a soup. Yeah, yeah. But then they wanted me to pour hot water into a bowl to melt the soup base and then add noodles. That's basically Actually, what I did. this is pretty doable. So I probably could have done this, but I'm not doing it. So what – and you you could not handle – another bowl of ramen but so you have a classic a, a dole pre-packaged salad yes it's all about the pre-packaged foods tonight so why so, do you have that even in your refrigerator you know that's a great question it wasn't by choice but my mom was here visiting um last week and went to the grocery store and got a bunch of stuff that she thought i would want or could use um and you know whatever my mom has is like has very weird grocery shopping habits so i have like eight different kinds of salad dressing that are not even pre-packaged salad dressings like the one i have right now just like straight up like bottles of salad dressing so what kind of salad is this this is a, a generic Southwest style salad, or a, a salad with generic Southwest style Chipotle dressing. Whatever that okay. means. Interesting. I mean, I guess it, it means it has it's got cheese. Doritos and Chipotle peppers in it. It has Doritos in it? I mean, they look like Dorito chips, but I, who knows what they actually are. They're just like little tortilla chip strands for like textural contrast. What's well, funny I'm not that you proud have of this salad. a prepackaged salad because my friend Phil and I, so we did Chicago baked goods. Mm-hmm. Then we did ice cream novelties. You asked what those are. That's like popsicles, ice cream sandwiches, those sorts of things. And then we were thinking about what to do next, and he suggested salads, and I thought that was absurd, but then I was totally okay with it. But we decided not to do it, and we're just going to get real dinner instead. So yeah. how is your prepackaged salad? Aggressively mediocre. Aggressively. So what kind of uh, dr- dressing is that, did you say? This is the generic Chipotle Southwest dressing. Okay, and did you put any sort of croutons or anything else in there? No, just these little Dorito strips that came in the package. Hmm. So why couldn't you a- eat... A third Okay. I would probably rather eat saltines than that. Well, that's not true. There are the chips and the dressing and the cheese, so that might make it a little more palatable. Um, I was just getting full of carbohydrates and, like, the salt and rich broth. You usually have a pretty good appetite, though. Oh, you usually have a big stump, big eyes. Yeah. But, I mean, like, each bowl of ramen is, like, 600 calories. So this is not not the best, but I did not follow the direction. So you still like the the previous one better? Yeah. Well, 
We'll see as I continue to eat this. But so, have you had anything interesting or crazy or any cool cases at all as a resident thus far? Or because it's only been like what two months? One month. One month. Or has it all just been people with like coughs and stuff? Hmm. That's in the outpatient clinic. I mean, in the hospital, it's like I've been at the. I was well. I was on the nephrology consult service, so like, uh, I w- it's not stuff that you would think was cool. It's like people with low sodium in their blood, you know. Yeah, that sounds like grandma problems. Or people that needs dial that need dialysis. <laughs> that was cool. I think dialysis is cool. Nephrology is cool. The I don't understand how dialysis works. How do they get make sure they're getting all of your blood out? <laughs> I mean, sorry, I'm laughing because it sounded like a silly question on his face, but like thinking about it more, it's a reasonable question. They just have high flow rates, and so they like, you know, it's like 400 milliliters per minute. And if you imagine the human body has like, you know, six liters of blood in it or something, so in the course of like six or seven minutes, you can cycle through like all the blood in well, your what body. What if you've got like some blood that's just I mean, chilling in the back of your ear or something, and toe and it doesn't make it out i mean a like that's not really the blood we're worrying about but like i mean if it flows in your body like it'll eventually come back you know into certain it'll be in circulation at all times and how much is coming out of your body at once um i think in the dialysis circuit um it depends if it's hemodialysis or crrt but i want to say it's like somewhere like three to 400 like milliliters. So like, you know, half of a soda bottle basically or close to it. Okay. So it's not a lot. So when people are getting dialysis, they're not feeling faint or anything unless they're afraid of needles. It depends. Um, hemodialysis where there are faster blood flow rates, um, like tends to drop your blood pressure a little bit more. Um, so I mean, people can be a little bit intolerant of intermittent hemodialysis for CRRT, which is a slower flow and like tends to be gentler and not drop people's blood pressure. So it just really depends. Like, I mean, everybody is different, but, um, hemodialysis has more of a risk for that. So your salad's getting 55. <clears throat> this bowl of ramen is getting a 75. Nice. That's okay. It would be absolutely terrible at a restaurant, though. What was the What was the one you had just before the C rated? Eighty. No, that can't be right. I must have like, done something wrong. I think I meant to give it a seventy nine, or no, I meant to give it a seventy eight, and I typed eighty seven in. That's what happened. I'm putting this. What was I, I'm giving this a forty. I kind of like the broth though. Oops, nice. It would be like really refreshing if I were sick. But I don't get sick because of my balanced diet. <laughs> so you're not seeing any like crazy trauma people anymore. So nobody that's got like a gunshot to the head or anything. Nobody with. Those are for surgeons. Dang. Yeah. So where do you think you'll go, go after the residency? 
probably try and do a fellowship. Well, that's what I mean. Like, in what direction? Hmm. I don't know. I have some interest in cardiology. Some interest in critical care. And nephrology. Because you find them interesting? Yeah. Infectious disease sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. What did Dr. House do? Oh. He was either like a general internal medicine doctor or like a infectious disease doctor. Hmm. Let me Google it. Because his job seemed cool. Yeah, I mean, it's not like that. Mm, not with that attitude. Oh, yeah, 75. The Department of Diagnostic... Oh, he describes himself as a board-certified diagnostician with a double specialty of infectious disease and nephrology. Is that realistic on any level? Does it mean anything? Yeah, I mean, you can do as many fellowships as you want. Huh. Um, I mean, is it realistic? Who knows? Huh. They, the nephrologists and infectious disease doctors are often considered some of the smartest people in the hospital. Really? That's probably why they, why they went with that stereotype. Why are they considered the most... I would have thought that the smartest people in the hospital are brain surgeons. Because that's a cliche. Yeah. Um, infectious disease is, is like simultaneously like broad and very specific and also like really concerns with the minutiae of like antibiotic interactions and like it's really um, like evidence-based and research-focused in its approach and there's like a lot of data about, you know, various like drug uses. Um they call infectious disease doctors like the doctors' doctors. It's like the people that are called in when the regular doctors can't figure out what's going on. Um, and then, I mean, this is a really broad field. And then nephrologists is like, I think that's maybe more of a cliche, but like it's there's like more math involved in the specialty. Um, and like, you know, really concerned with like electrolytes and just like i don't know it's just like a numerical thing probably hmm. and again i think it's like a cliche all right last couple questions while you finish that salad how is you'd rather be eating saltines how, you would at this point yeah how is hospital food at this hospital pretty good really so like what do they have what are mm -hmm. your options looking like um, they have like poke bowls. They have um, like bulgogi, um, like little Korean style, kind of like buffet dish bowls. Um, they'll make you like subs and sandwiches or um, and wraps. I mean, um, but when I'm working in the hospital, they feed me lunch basically every day. Like when I'm on Y week, like I am now working in clinic, I don't get lunch. But um, in the hospital, we get lunch every day except for Thursday. And that can be either like hospital food or like they'll bring in food from elsewhere. Like 
you know, crappy Chinese food from the Hy-Vee grocery store chain around here that people really love for some reason. They call it high chai. It's pretty bad. But I'm grateful that the food is free and like I don't have to pro- like work for myself to provide it. Yeah, it sounds good. Are there lots of cakes around? Cakes? I don't know. Well, my friend who's Carolyn, who's a surgeon, a plastic surgeon, she was telling me that people are always bringing in baked goods. Mm. Yeah. People tend to bring in like donuts and like bagels and stuff in the morning sometimes. Yeah, see, that sounds awesome. I don't know about baked. <laughs> not, not like homemade, but maybe it's different where she is. I think like probably the smaller departments, who knows, but. It's not something I've noticed, to be honest. Okay. What my my attending at my first week at the VA like um, was like super nice about bringing us like I don't know just random stuff and like buying us food and it was really really awesome and it made me feel like she appreciated us, which was nice. All right. So my final thoughts are: I would be perfectly content to never eat instant noodles again. I am. <laughs> These were fine. Maybe if you made them the right way. I made two of the four the right way. And I doubt yeah. that the fried the fried noodles is the only one that I think would have had a major difference. The tonkatsu <laughs> probably would have been pretty similar. But they're yeah. not as aggressively mediocre as the salad, but pretty mediocre. I mean, this was trash. Yeah. I, w- I mean, I would rather totally just like have turkey and some chocolate or ice cream or something for the same like yeah yeah that that does it for me instead but so you i wish you could have had the the ramen that i had at the beginning that was really good i think you'd like that a lot more yeah you're probably right i'm i mean i'm gonna give up on these (laughs) this style of instant ramen but yours seem to be of a different different kind like a different category yeah, sort of like Five Guys versus McDonald's. If you see it in the story, just give it a give it a whirl. Yeah, I wouldn't go looking for it necessarily, but all right. Well, thanks for joining me, Zeke. I hope you have a, an enjoyable time at the dog park. Thank you, sir. All right. It was a pleasure. All right. I have recorded this about 10 times because I'm just so bad at asking for help. But if you could like, subscribe, comment on whatever medium you're consuming this nascent fledgling podcast on, that would be so helpful because the best thing for helping me grow this podcast at this point is making it at least appear that I have an audience. So thank you for listening and thank you for supporting me.